0: In the closing hours of the Kansas legislative session, a familiar proposal resurfaced that would ban transgender athletes from participating in school sports. After two years of debate, battle lines are clearly drawn on the issue. Republicans who support the bill say it will protect girls and women from having to compete with boys and men who are faster and stronger. But four members of the LGBTQ community who serve in the House delivered speeches undermining those arguments and shaming their colleagues for bullying transgender children.
1: There will be families that come to my porch and look at me and say, can you tell us it's going to be okay? Not just some number somewhere, names and faces, people that I know.
0: This is model legislation crafted by national faith-based groups and promoted in Kansas by organizations with a history of advocating for LGBTQ discrimination. Courts have repeatedly struck down the law in other states where it has passed. The legislature adopted the law a year ago, but didn't have the votes to override Governor Laura Kelly's veto. The vote counts from Friday night, when the legislature again sent the bill to the governor's desk, suggest a similar outcome could happen this year. Thank you for joining us on the Kansas Reflector podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Sherman Smith. We'll hear from Representative Barbara Wassinger, a Republican from Hayes, outlining her perspective early in the debate, followed by the perspectives of LGBTQ members of the House.
2: What I want you to know is that this bill is all about bullying, discrimination, and exclusion. Only the bullying, dis- discrimination, and inclu- exclusion is of young women. It's the total decimation of Title IX, and that's pretty, pretty personal for me. Biological men competing against women, it does not make sense. Let's, let's look at Leah Thomas from Penn State, who has a major, major advantage going through male puberty. First of all, there's a 20-fold increase in testosterone when you go through puberty as a young man. You increase in aerobic power, fuel utilization, economy of motion, greater strength, larger body mass, greater bone density, increased muscle size, and cardiovascular capacity, all of which are very trivially affected by testosterone suppression. My choices when I was in high school were field hockey, pom-pom squad, and cheerleading. Title IX passed just before I, I, uh, I graduated, and the women after me could play sports. Before Title IX, 1 in 27 women played sports. After Title IX, 2 in 5. That is a huge increase. Martina Navatrolova said, "When it comes to competitive athletes, sex segregation is the only way to achieve equality for girls and women." I quote Caitlin Jenner. "I respect Leah Thomas's decision to live authentically, 100 percent, but with that becomes responsibility and integrity. We need to protect women's sports. Coaches at the collegiate level are judged based on their winning records. Why would they choose biological women when they have biological males that want to compete, who will help them win, and they'll, they'll be able to keep their jobs? I need to read to you the words of a, a female trainer and former collegiate athlete that I spoke to, and she asked me to say her words. But unusually enough, she asked me not to use her name because she doesn't want to be bullied for her, her views. She has a daughter, an athlete, and she said, do we tell trans females the hurtful lie that they can't cross category lines because they are victims of anti-LBGT hate, or do we tell them the much less hurtful truth, that they are fortunate enough to possess a physical advantage that makes it unfair for them to compete against biological women in the very same way that it's unfair to have a 180-pound wrestler compete in the 140-pound category. This is not hate. This is fair sport. Crossing category lines in sport has always been considered cheating. She said, Alison is amazing 200... Meter American high school record was set in 2003, was beat by 2,487 boys, high school boys, last year. Are you okay with the 2,485th 200-meter boy to win and break that long-standing record? As for those mentioning that the requirement for the testosterone level for trans female athletes, women, biological women, who test 5.1 nanomoles in testosterone are disqualified, may not compete anymore. That's what happened to Mary Decker Slaney. Trans females can compete at levels of 10, And and the very lowest that they've ever found is close to five. So they can compete way above the level that any young woman can do. This, This isn't hate. This is just unfair. Okay. Some may say that Kansas will lose millions of dollars because the NCAA won't come here. All but one state that had passed this bill continued to hold NCAA events. That is a, so that is a lie. And for saying that this is a solution to a problem and it doesn't affect them or their district, talk to the high school girls in, in Connecticut that had all their their records smashed by two transgender women. Or how about the, uh, the women on the swim team in Pennsylvania who lost to the Gentlemen, that was in the 532 in the men's division, but what took the lead in the women's division. This is just not fair. I carry this bill for my granddaughters, Isabella and Grace, for all the young women who seek scholarships to further their education, and for the whole, all the women that, young women that want to set records only to have them smashed by biological men. I urge you to vote yes for the wives, sisters, aunts, daughters, and granddaughters in your life.
0: Here is Representative Brandon Woodard, a Democrat from Lenexa, questioning Wassinger.
3: In your opening remarks or second speech, um, you mentioned um, the challenges and advantages after puberty. If that's the case, I'm wondering why this bill includes kindergarten and middle school students as well.
2: This starts early and kids are getting, going into puberty earlier and earlier, 10 year olds, nine year olds, with whatever reason why medically, it needs to be taken care of so that things don't go out of hand and continue in the same fashion that they did before.
3: I have a series of questions, if you're willing willing to indulge me. I am. Um, The bill defines, uh, it references biological sex. Can you define what that is?
2: Sure. Can you tell me what a woman is?
3: Uh, Is the bill referring to karyotype, meaning chromosomes? Is it referring to anatomical uh, biology, or is it referring to hormonal biology?
2: I, I... Females are women are, are adult women that have the reproductive system of a woman, and ma- the definition of a male is the same for them, that have male reproductive systems. We would go by, by the birth certificate assigned at birth.
3: Okay. So what about those individuals that are intersex that have... Um, both reproductive parts that make up the same population as the redheads in our society today.
2: Oh, uh, well, the fact is is that they're, they are already protected by federal law, and and the incidence of that is between two and five and ten thousand. So they're already protected by federal law.
3: Okay, um, if a competing player from a different team chooses to challenge the. Uh, gender of another player, how is that challenge going to be resolved?
2: The, um, it's very clear in the bill that it goes back to the schools and they get they get it figured out.
3: They get it figured and out?
2: And they can also do some civil actions. And
3: how, how do you figure out what someone's biological sex is then?
2: Their birth certificate at birth, not anything that's been changed. So if they could produce a birth certificate.
3: So you want the bill to change the existing CASIA policy that they already have in place that allows for transgender athletes to play sports? Yes. Okay. Um, So you you would acknowledge that CASIA already has a policy that's dealing with this. Um, From what I've been told, we are aware of one student in the entire CASIA system that identifies as a trans woman, is that correct?
2: I believe that's true.
3: So we're, we're going through this and potentially ri- risking millions of dollars in legislation uh, or litigation because of one student, which is, okay. Um, does the NCAA have its own policy to deal with transgender athletes? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you happen to know what the position of the American Medical Association or American Psychological Association is with policy of allowing trans women to be able to compete on athletic teams with other women. I do not. They both support it. Um, so I'm gonna stick with medical professionals here. I think uh, that answers all my questions. So okay. thank you.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the questions.
3: You all, here we go again. We, we know the fate of this bill. We saw what happened last time. It's another year, another bill that is bullying children. Children that are among the most vulnerable members of our community. If this is a focus on puberty and what people are doing in high school or college, why on earth does this bill target kids playing kickball? Elementary students, kindergarten, asking them to prove it. Imagine asking your daughters or granddaughters to prove that they are woman enough to play sports. The real problem with this bill is its negative psychological impact on the mental health of young kids in Kansas. I said this last year and I'll say it again. This has never been about sports. This is a continued theme of attacking trans people in our state. First, it was barring trans people from being able to use the bathroom. The bathroom with stall doors that shut. Something so private and intimate that we want to regulate what people are doing, but it sounds like we want to make state government small enough to fit into a bathroom or someone's doctor's office or their bedroom. Give me a break. Then it was banning them from our military, keeping them away from the lunch counter because they make people feel uncomfortable. These are people. These are our neighbors. And now it's keeping little kids from joining their classmates on the sports field. These kids want nothing other than to be able to fit in. They want to play sports. They just want to be able to play with their peers. Stop attempting to bully children so far into the closet that they are afraid to tell the rest of the world who they are. The very people that you're trying to put into the closet are the ones that I hope someday will be your successors in this building. To the young people that are watching, I see you, I believe in you, I value you, you belong here, and you always will. The people that you are potentially voting against today are your neighbors, the members of your community, friends of your family, friends of your children, friends of your grandchildren. Let's choose compassion, because compassion should win today and we should always stand up against bullying children, especially when bills go down to targeting students in elementary school and middle school and beyond.
0: Here is Representative Heather Meyer, a Democrat from Overland Park.
4: This bill is also very personal to me as well. I don't know how many of you know this or if you heard my committee testimony, but I am the mother of a trans child as well. Um, but I am also a member of the LGBTQ community and a social worker who primarily works within that community. This bill is just astounding in the way that it continues to legislate bullying our children. I know a lot of you disagree with that narrative, but the truth of the matter is that there are so few children in Kansas who identify as trans who we need to protect our female athletes from to even make this something that's codified. My 12-year-old child here's this, she's watching, they're watching right now, and with their their best friend who has been trans since they were very young. They watch us up here and they wonder why we are trying to create legislation that hurts them, that bullies them. They feel terrible about the way that we are speaking about them and their identity. And this isn't just dress up, this isn't pretend, this is really who our kids are. And some of them are lucky enough to come from families that are affirming, that are loving, that are going to take care of them and make sure that even if they are different, they still have love and affirmation and a place to grow and thrive. What this bill does is it takes that opportunity away from our children. As Representative Woodard said, this affects kindergartners. My child is 12. They're in the sixth grade. This directly impacts them. They're in elementary school, and you are telling them and their best friend that they are not valid. We are legislating discrimination on a constant basis, and it's, it's unjust, and it's just uncouth. This isn't some Rodney Dangerfield film from the 90s, like Ladybugs, where we've got a well-intentioned, well-meaning coach trying to force someone into pretending like they're a girl in order to make the team better. That's ridiculous. That's fantasy. This is real life. These are real children. This is my child. And I'm gonna stand up for them. I'm gonna stand up for their friends. I'm gonna stand up for their peers. I'm gonna make sure that we continue to protect them from legislation like this. It's only going to hurt them, push them into the closet, have them consider suicide, put them at higher risk for violence. And who knows what happens and how we really check to see if they're woman enough. I'm sorry, This this is just wrong.
0: Here is Representative Susan Ruiz, a Democrat from Shawnee.
5: My colleagues, none of us should have to come up here today to ask that transgender kids ages 4 through 18 be allowed to live their lives just like all other kids. We see these these same almost exactly worded bills introduced in legislatures all over the country. And you tell me why parents and their kids shouldn't think that they're being targeted for who they are. The Legislative Committee in Missouri heard the same bill on March the 1st, it was passed. And I keep wondering, what national group is promoting this hateful agenda? And why are people following them? As legislators, our actions have consequences. If you don't think these attacks of discrimination take a toll, you're sadly mistaken. Suicide rates among the LGBT youth are higher than the general youth population. And in fact, the recent bills passed in Texas have caused a spike in completed suicides, not just attempts, but children who have taken their lives. Transgender kids already go through so much as they work to live their lives authentically. Many marginalized kids look to band or sports could be choir, could be so many other activities because they just want to feel included as part of a group. The legislation should find ways to be more supportive, understanding, and accepting of transgender kids' physical and mental health. The Kansas State High School Activities Association already has a procedure. There are policies that already have been in place for quite some time. We need to let that process continue. They know what they've been doing. There are a lot of steps that a child has to go through, along with their parents, if their parents are, of course, supporting their child. There are a lot of procedures that they have to go through in order to be allowed to play in sports. We need, to, we need to honor that and not try to step all over that. The reality is is this bill is not about sports at all. It has nothing to do with sports. And you can continue to think about that, but it's not true. Because if you know where some of these bills are coming from through hate groups, then you know that this isn't about sports. This is about discrimination against children.
0: Here is Representative Stephanie Byers, a Democrat from Wichita and the state's first transgender lawmaker, questioning Wassinger and arguing against the bill.
1: When you were speaking a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, the uh, the trans girls and the cis girls in Connecticut. Can you tell the body what happened eight days after the lawsuit was filed against the Connecticut Athletic Association?
2: I don't recall at this time. I'll have to pull that up.
1: Within eight days after the cisgender girls filed a lawsuit against the Connecticut Athletic Association, one of the plaintiffs, one of the cisgender girls, beat both the trans girls twice, two different races. So while we can talk about this being about athletics, the reality is it isn't. The reality is, out of what looks to be reported as 42,000 girls in athletics in Kansas, now we realize it's not an accurate number because multiple sports are counted multiple times, there is one trans girl, maybe, maybe. So if that is the case, And we have yet to see any trans girl making the newspapers anywhere in Kansas for athletics. Why do we have this? Why is this bill even here? And we can talk about prevention. And it's interesting that this body has spent an inordinate amount of time speaking about mental health prevention and how important it is. Yet we will put this out here to challenge those kids who are trans girls in the state on their mental health. In a recent survey, 85% of transgender and non-binary kids were answering the survey. 85% survey of nearly 1,000 kids reported that just having the debate on these bans on trans kids has had a detriment to their mental health. 85%. And so we do this over and over and over again. We know that when Idaho signed this into law, it only took a few months for it to end up in federal court and that law to be stayed. We know that when Tennessee signed this into law, six months later, it was in court. We know that when West Virginia signed this into law in April, that the federal courts of 21, I should say, the federal courts blocked it in July. We know that when Florida signed this into law in June of last year, that right now a federal court has put a stay on its application while they're hearing a different case involving transgender kids. So once they've got that decision, then they'll come back and revisit this one. It happens over and over and over and over again. And why? Why do these bills keep coming up? Is it because the acceptance of people like me, whether they are four years old or 59, means that we're moving into a new world, that we're moving into a new understanding of humanity? And if that acceptance represents the future and the now, then those people that reject that, those people that reject me, the people that get on the elevator with me and then move away from me, like, I'm unaware of that? If that happens, those people, do they represent the past? And if you were living in the past, how scary is that? And so a fearful reaction, such as attacking trans kids, which, interestingly enough, are not not in this room. Why do we do this? When this bill was heard in the Senate, there were 11 proponents. majority of those proponents, attorneys. There were over 100 opponents, parents, kids, teachers. The people are ready to move beyond our politicians on this. When presented with the facts, That the NCAA, whether it be one sport or 90 sports, have policies in place dictating what happens for a trans female to be able to compete. And that the local, state-level, high school association has a policy in place that dictates how trans people can be involved. 71% of people say, why do we have this legislation? We don't need it. It's already covered. And yet, here we are, debating this. My previous world, my previous career—I spent 32 years in the classroom, and has been mentioned over here a number of times. During that time, we were in in service numbers and numbers of times to talk about bullying. This is the definition of bullying: it's an aggression action taken place from an imbalance of power, whether real or perceived and it has the ability to be repeated, or actually is repeated, well, let me think. We saw this bill last year. This one's stripped of all the magazine references and everything, but it's still the same language as the bill. Saw this last year. We're seeing it again, repeated. An imbalance of power? One trans girl versus the Kansas State Legislature? Is that not a perception of an imbalance of power? Aggression? We have yet to see any trans kid excel in a sport here in Kansas, and yet we're going to go after them anyway, just in case. How do you get beyond the bullying? And for kids who face the emotional exhaustion day after day after day of trying to live their authentic selves, bringing themselves into the light, being the person that their God knows that they're created to be. Because after all, man sees the outside, but God knows the heart. Being that person, walking in that light, in a world that looks at them and says, you're not welcome here because you're different. And to be told, you can't be a girl because you don't have all the same body parts. How many people have ever heard, you'd be pretty, your face is so pretty, why can't you just do something about the rest of you? Would you smile more? If you smiled more, you'd be more attractive. We're really good about setting up these standards over and over again. And then we're looking at trans girls and saying, sorry, you're just not girl enough. That's what it is. When people referenced Leah Thomas, as he and him. I wonder, what do you say about me? What do you say when I walk down the hall? How do you refer to me? And the simple fact that we're hearing this now the end of March, the first part of April, and every one of these bills comes in at the end of March, first part of April, in state legislatures across this country, and the Trans Day of Visibility is the last day of March? Is it intentional, or is just happenstance? When I ask about Leah Thomas, if I ask you what events did she participate in, and you said to be the 100, the 200, and the 500, And I ask you, meters or yards, do you know? How much involved in women's sports are you really? By the way, it's yards. If I ask you that Leah Thomas' win in the 500 yard where she took first place in the NCAA, what is the difference between her time and the record time set by Katie Ledecky? How many of you would know that she is nearly 10 seconds slower than Katie Ledecky? And how would you know too? that Leah Thomas is sometimes referred to as hulking at six foot one. Katie Ledecky is six feet tall. Missy Franklin, who holds the record in the 200, is six foot two. Where's the biological advantage there? Earlier, the question was posed, how do we define biological? Is it based on the karyotype that we carry? How many of you know what your chromosomes say? Do you know if you're XX or XY for sure? And that's got a rhetorical question, because most of us don't know. And what endocrinologists tell us is that we're a lot more diverse than we think we are. And if it's not karyotypes, is it hormonal? I'm probably the only person in this room that knows what my hormone count was before I did transition. my testosterone levels were six times lower than the average male's. Happens. And I know what they are now. And they're well below five nanomoles. So we're going to sit here and debate this and come up with all these different ideas. Matter of fact, most of us walked in the door right away with our already made up what we're going to do on this. And we're going to play games with kids. We're going to let them be political pawns for whatever advantage we can get out of this. When this is over and we go on break, I will go to my house and there will be families that come to my porch and look at me and say, can you tell us it's going to be okay? Not just some number somewhere. Names and faces. People that I know you heard from our colleagues that have siblings. Many of you in this room, you have members of the LGBTQ community in your families. They're not just your neighbors. They're nieces and nephews and cousins. And for those of you that talk about your grandchildren, my grandparents had no idea about me. How would I have ever told them if I ever thought they would have rejected me before? I even got a chance to open my mouth. How could I have gone and tell them, there's something you need to know about me because I'm hurting and it's dark in here. Because not being, being able to be your authentic self, you spend your time walking in the dark. And if you happen to be a person of faith who's told to walk in the light, yet your life is in the dark, and there's not even a parental hand to hold to tell you it's gonna be okay, we can get through this together, When we vote on this, I hope you vote with your backbone and your conscience and not just with your party and not just with the perception of who's going to support you and who's not. Because I promise you, your constituents write me. And those letters start with, I would tell my representative, but they won't listen. But you represent me even though I'm not in House District 86. You have a chance to make a difference in everyone's lives. Or you have a chance to make it about yourself. That choice is yours. You need to decide. Are trans women really women? Are trans girls really girls? And for every example of, well, you know, you don't have a uterus. There are women who are natal that don't have uterus. You don't have the background of growing up as a girl. There are plenty of people in this world who were raised as boys because their dads didn't know what else to do. We all have a different background and none of us are the same, none of us are similar. As much as we want to say, there's uniqueness to all of us. And the uniqueness of someone who is trans is amazing because they get to live a life where they see things from different perspectives with different expectations. And the courage that it takes for them to stand and be themselves in a world that seemingly does not want them is incredible. It's much higher than pushing a button when we get finished with this. So I hope that when we do close this, that you will vote no.
0: The House passed the bill on a seventy-four to thirty-nine vote, followed by a twenty-five-to-thirteen vote in the Senate.